0: I loved exploring and I loved traveling. So I knew I had the passion for other cultures and uh-huh. I had the passion for teaching. So it was a very open, like, these are the
1: two things that I love. How would I did not do this? Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, Come walk with me and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in christ today on our program we have sarah bradley sarah what are you going to talk to us about today i'm going to talk to you about the time that i got to be a missionary over in turkey great well that'll be really fun for us to hear about i've not been to turkey and so you can educate me and the rest of us so tell us a little bit about yourself and your family your god story Um, Anything you think we would like to know?
0: Yeah. So my name's Sarah Bradley. Mm -hmm. I'm married to Ben, um, and I have two little boys, Emerson and Elias, three and 18 months. So I am constantly chasing them around Uh, all day long. Right. Um, A little bit about my God story is um, I grew up in a very loving home that taught me about Jesus, and I accepted Christ when I was probably seven. You know, it was one of those altar Uh calls where I really felt stirred. But I wouldn't say I started actively following Christ until college, Hmm. because it was one of those things where God just was always part of my life, but not my God. You know, I went to a Christian school, we went to church, Uh and then when I got to college, I kind of chose to do my own thing. I just Uh went, decided that... I wanted to live like everyone else lived who called themselves a Christian and still went out and right. did all those worldly right. things. So I kind of walked away from God for about two years. And huh. then in college, I met Sarah Taylor, who's now my still my best friend. Um, and she invited me to a Bible study. Two and, Sarahs. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. So yeah, and she was the first person who really, I saw her living a faith and not just speaking about a faith. Huh. So it's a I, personal thing. Yeah, it was she, the way she interacted, even in, cl- in all the classes. We had all the same classes, and huh. just the way her life was mimicked was something that I'd never seen before. I huh. had always had people tell me, like, memorize the verses, read your Bible, yeah. but then they would do the same things. You know, they'd go smoking at, right. you know, all
1: the things that... It was like a
0: behavioral yes, management type Yeah, thing. so when I saw that it was a real faith, I was like, I think I'm missing something here. So
1: were you guys at Iowa
0: State? We were. Oh, yeah, okay. and so that was, she got me into salt. Um, How did you meet her? Just in classes. She was always, she God was just ordaining everything in his perfect way of, I always saw her, and she, I always told her, I was like, you are with the most beautiful girl in the class in my mind. Every, because the way she smiled, her uh-huh. laughter, uh-huh. you just noticed her right away. And so huh. she was in all my classes, and one of our teachers paired us up and as a part, as partners on a class wow. project.
1: So we spent like two weeks together, and... Right. It's yeah, been, don't you think yeah. that verse about being the aroma of Christ, that really is true. Yeah. People can seem to be very uh, attractive to us because they're kind of showing us who Christ is through yeah. their, even their countenance. Yeah,
0: and, and even by taking class, education yeah, classes. Yeah. It wasn't a Bible, you know, it was just right. learning about kids. Oh, that's and... neat.
1: That's really encouragement. Yeah, people are watching. Yeah. So, um, now after college, right, and mm-hmm. before you were married you lived in Turkey for how long? For two and a half years. Okay, wow. So tell us about that.
0: Um, So I was an education major. So when I graduated, I did subbing and it's really hard in Iowa to find a job teaching. Okay. So I looked online for different things and I was like, well, you know what? If nothing else, I'm going to be a nanny for missionaries during the summer. So Mm -hmm. I went online, Mm -hmm. found some good places. And I just happened to see a link that said, if you're a Christian teacher, click here. I was like, well, I'm a Christian teacher. Wonders of the internet. Yes. Uh, And then it was like, fill out this short three-question survey. And I was like, sure, what can hurt? And filled that out. And then like three days later, it said, you've been selected as a candidate for this thing. Can you fill out this long God story, like your God story survey, which was like three pages long. And I was like, (gasps) well, God's closing doors here in America, because I was guaranteed a job at this one school district. It fell through. (gasps) So... That was in August that it fell through, and this happened oh. in September. Like wow, that was yeah.
1: late to have it. Fall yes, through.
0: yeah. And so they said, well, we still want to keep you on as a sub, and I said, I don't want to just sub all the time. Oh, I yeah. want a job with benefits. So I. So out. God
1: was really going before you oh, in all yeah. of these
0: things. It was insane. It was one of those like, as you look back, you see God's just uh-huh. like, just follow my my uh-huh. path. Uh huh. Yeah. And so I filled out this uh, education or this questionnaire. And they said, oh, we we know exactly what we're going to send you. We want you to be a middle school teacher in South Korea. And I said, middle school? (laughs) I didn't like middle school when I was in it, let alone teaching it. I was like, no, I'm an early education teacher, not a middle school teacher. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, "Well, I don't think that's a great fit for me. That's just not something I'm really comfortable with." And so they said, "Well, we just had a kindergarten position open up in Turkey. Would that be something?"
1: And he did you, been over. What is your history?
0: Like, had you been overseas? Uh, no, I had okay. I had student taught in Rome. That was oh, okay. so for three months, but that was pretty much my only international experience. Wow! Which, so it was kind of a it I took was a Did take a lot of it courage. It did. Well, because I was just like, "Okay, God." If, and I even asked some of my friends like, "How do you make a godly decision about this?" Because this is this was in the end of September, early October, and they wanted me to start in January. And I was That's, like, "That's a big yeah, turnaround." Yes. And so one of my friends they talked to, to talked to me about Gregory Kokel, some of his godly decision making. They're like, "One, is it biblical? Is there anywhere in the Bible that it doesn't say, you know, do this, don't do this?" Yeah. And then they said, "Is it wise? Is it something? You know, do you have twenty thousand dollars worth of debt that you couldn't
1: you oh. couldn't afford to live
0: on this salary? Yeah. You know?" And they said, and if not, that there's a green light. And do you have a passion? Because God gives us passions for these mm-hmm. things. And I did have a passion for traveling. I loved, when I was in Rome for those yeah. three months, I loved traveling and seeing things. So mm-hmm. I kind of had all those things line up. And I was like, I think God's just
1: pushing me not so gently yeah. towards it. That's really good they gave that to you because it is really hard to make decisions. It when is. When there's some both good options yeah. yep. and you don't really know which way to go. So those are really good. Yeah. You know things to teach young women. Yeah. So yeah, that was
0: kind of, I, so then I had a phone interview they offered me the job and I agreed and started packing my life in the next two months to wow. move That's over. Wow. That's trust to in God? Yes. It took
1: a lot of trust. Wow. <laughs> That's excellent. So tell us now, so you chose to go to Turkey because you were assigned to Turkey. Yeah, that was where okay. I had the opening. And I actually
0: had known a lot of people through Cornerstone who had done summer term trips. So it wasn't that foreign to me. It wasn't oh, and people like people were already going e- to Turkey. Yeah, so it was one of those. I'm like, I know someone who went to Turkey, so it wasn't this yeah. big, scary new place. It was like, I know people that have been there and come back. Mm, okay. So yeah. it must not be like too scary. Because yeah. I mean, even my I remember my grandma. She was like, Are you living in a tent? Oh, she didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, no, Grandma, there's a Starbucks where I'm going to be. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Very, yeah. It's, it's not Modern. like that. Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Yes. Huh. Yeah, I'm sure some of us have very really wrong notions of yeah. what a different country is like. We yep. haven't been there. Yeah. Huh. That's so interesting. So, how did it feel like to be a single gal? On the mission field was that weird, or is it pretty common yeah it it is
0: it was a little weird at first. I was lucky in the fact that I was going to a school over there, yeah. so they provided me with a female roommate um, okay. and because of teaching in general, there are a lot more single gals that are over there, you know teaching yes, so oh, got the it. organization I went through it was all Christian teachers, and a lot of them were just in the similar stage of life as me, so I had a really good community already set up like that's
1: really oh, good. Oh,
0: it, it made all the difference. I don't know what I would have done if I had gone there and been by myself. That would, I feel like I would have had a lot more culture shock than I had.
1: And that's not really very safe. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Speaking so, from a mother's perspective. Exactly. Yes. Yep.
0: So yeah, it was, I mean, I felt like I was just going into another school because it, and it, it was, was
1: a Turkish school, American. American school. Yeah. So you didn't have to learn the no. language to teach.
0: Well, I did a little bit because in Turkey, kindergarten isn't a grade, like they start at first grade, mm. and so anything kindergarten or below is not considered. Oh, so you a grade. were teaching American children, so there were some Americans from the oh, embassies, okay. Um, okay. and but a lot of the Turks wanted their kids to learn English, mm-hmm. and they weren't allowed to go to an English school by Turkish law unless they were kindergarten or below. So in oh. kindergarten, where I taught, I had a lot of actual Turks because they were allowed to oh. go. To preschool and kindergarten there, so a lot of parents would send them just so they could learn English before they huh. went to. Did the you Turkish learn school. Turkish from the kindergarten? I did. You know, you learn. That's you start, the you ones st- to learn from. <laughs> it's like okay, I need to learn yeah. stop, right? Sit, potty. Like potty yeah. is like the first one you have to learn. Exactly. But, you know, but yeah, so I learned. They're a lot probably the from best them.
1: tutors because mm-hmm. that's the level you're at.
0: Yes. Exactly. Or below.
1: Yep. <laughs> huh? So that's great. They put you in an environment where you could have success. Yes. Huh. Yep. Yeah, and everything was already provided for
0: me. I never felt on my own. Yeah. I always they always were very clear of here's if you have questions. What
1: was the organization you were with?
0: Um it's called Network of International Christian Schools and it's okay. out of South Haven, Mississippi, I believe. Okay. Um, but my school was called Oasis because since it, Turkey is a closed country, mm. we're not allowed to have a Christian school. We can oh. only have an international school. Got it. So Oasis is um, an international the international.
1: Is it still school. in existence? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just moved Do to you... a new building. Stay in contact with them? I do, yeah. Fun. Yeah. That's fun to kind of go back to a pleasant time in your life and just revisit and things like that. So, um, was it easy to make friends with the Turkish people? Did you kind of make friends with the parents of the kids? Yeah, the parents were very
0: welcoming. And honestly, Turks are one of the most welcoming people I have met. They... Uh are so pleased that you're there in their country, and they want to show you that Turkey is as amazing as they know it is. They have very, very high pride in their country and in their culture. Sounds very hospitable. It's
1: very hospitable. A lot of those those countries in that area of the world seem to really value hospitality. Yes.
0: They want to honor you as their guest. They want to make it known that you are important to them and that they are so glad that you are willing to come to their house to be part of it. So oh. it was actually really easy to make friends and a little bit difficult because of some of the language barrier, obviously. Yeah, um, right. I wasn't in Istanbul, which would have been a lot of English yeah, speaking. Yeah. So that would have been a lot nicer. But So I had to learn a lot of Turkish to be able to communicate well. And right. then just there were a few cultural things I had to learn of just like, it was easy to offend if you aren't careful. Hmm. Just some of the things that... Like... Um, so just making sure that, so they will feed you a mm-hmm. lot and mm-hmm. you do not refuse their food mm, because you keep eating. You keep eating. Yes. Mm. Yes. And I mean, and it's amazing food. So huh. you want to keep eating, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's those things. And always the oldest person in the room is the one you show the most respect to. So if I was, serving or helping with something, if I didn't do the oldest person first, that was a slight against them. Oh. So you always show the
1: oldest So person. it's really important for us to know those cultural yes. things. Yes,
0: yes, yep. So yeah, and like even little things, like you never go outside with your hair wet. It's just a cultural no-no, which I never, you know. How did you learn those? By mistake? Um, some, a lot of them. <laughs> By mistake. But they actually, they gave me a handbook when I came here, kind of the culture do and don'ts. Uh, so the organization yes. had really good training of just like here's some things that uh-huh. you probably
1: wouldn't know, like... And I'm sure we as Americans don't even know what those are in America. No. Because we didn't come into America and view yep. it. Exactly. So Turkish people might not even be able to tell you no. what they were, but if they're, yeah, international people running in a natural school, I'm sure they've observed those things. Yep. Huh. What did you like best about living in Turkey? Uh, only pick one. That's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> you can pick as many as you want. and. <laughs> And there are there things like that you kind of learned there and did a certain way there that you now do in America the same yeah, way? Yeah. I mean, honestly, the probably the number one thing I learned there was how to cook. I didn't huh.
0: know how to cook before and There are no microwave meals in Turkey. There are no, you know, lean cuisines. There's no boxes. Still, do you think it's still like that? You can find some. Um, It's hard. You have to go to the bigger malls. Okay. Like, you have to know where to look for them. But yeah, there was, like, in your, each each city had, like, a local grocery store usually. And then, like, the bigger cities or the bigger metropolises Uh would have a lot more. What size of city were you in? I was in, it's probably the second, maybe third largest. So I would say, I think it was, three to four million. So it was still oh, rather big, mm-hmm, yeah. but I was on kind of an outskirt city of it. Okay. I wasn't in the center downtown. More suburb, like. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So how did you learn to cook? By necessity? Yep. My, my roommate said, well, I'm going to cook one night, you cook the next. And I said, oh, okay. And where I, was your roommate from? Um, she's from, she's kind of an army child. So she's um, from all around, but mo- mostly Missouri and Arizona, but in America, American. Oh, yep. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, so how did that go?
0: Tell me about the cooking. <laughs> so the first time I was I ever cooked I was like I'm gonna make macaroni and cheese I've made this <laughs> at home American. all the time You know, my grandma taught me how to make this. Yeah, so I went to the store And I realized I don't know how to read Turkish, but I was like I need cheese noodles and milk How hard can this be? All right. so hard. So the number one thing about turkey is are cheese they have so much cheese and none of it is like American cheese. And it's definitely not Velveeta, which is what I was used to having. <laughs> right. So,
1: Actually, Velveeta's not cheese. It's not. Yeah. I know.
0: I learned. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> yeah. So I picked the blockiest cheese because, you know, yeah. Velveeta a block. So. Right. So and I layered it. You know, I did the noodles, yeah. milk, yeah. cheese, cooked it like I was supposed to. It was horrendous. We could not eat it. It, what was wrong with this? The cheese was a very tart cheese. It's <gasps> kind of like a, similar to a feta almost. Yes. Which you can do a little bit of feta, but you don't want a yeah. lot of feta melted in with milk yeah.
1: and, hmm. and noodles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I realized. So I they probably can't don't eat a lot of that? No, no. Hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting. So I definitely learned how to cook there very quickly. What types of dishes do they eat? Um, so they have a lot of dishes. They are kind of, we always joke that it's like the three or four main ingredients layered differently. Like you can tell, oh, this is this because the bread is first. So it's like Mexican food. Yes, yep. You know, where they they have
1: several main ingredients Uh and they just put them differently.
0: Yes, so bread is always their number one. They have homemade, fresh, amazing bread. Yes, my waistline can attest to that after the first six months Did you learn how to make that? I did. Oh, Yeah, it was amazing. Yep. So bread's the first layer. Yep, and then there's usually some sort of a meat Usually lamb is their number one choice, mm-hmm. but they can do chicken okay. um, or turkey. Okay, and then Turkey and turkey. Yeah, very rare, but you found it. Huh. You had to, okay. to look. Um, and then a tomato sauce of some kind. Okay. And then cheese. Those are like the four staples of huh. all meals. And then they'll but throw some veggies some in there. Pretty simple. Yeah. Yep, but they can make it taste amazing. It's Huh, good. do they use spices?
1: Yeah, a lot of spices. Huh. Well, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, it was. So you
0: have retained some of that, you think? Yeah, i have back and, here. And in fact, lots of times when uh, Cornerstone would send teams to Turkey, we'd have them over, uh-huh. and I'd make a Turkish meal for them, and just kind of show them, here's the culture, like here's what you can expect to eat, here's yeah. how they serve. Yeah. And- yeah, and we have cavolta as their breakfast. They have the most amazing, most elaborate breakfast that I've ever seen. So Ben and I will often have cavolta in the mornings. We'll because once you make it, you make it in a big tray and, and you can describe eat that. off it. So it's fresh olives, fresh okay. cheese, cucumbers, tomatoes. Um, usually a honey and a jam. Okay. And then fresh baked bread, and they eat it all together. And it's a boiled that doesn't egg. Doesn't sound very breakfastish no, to me. It's not not by American huh. standards at all, but that's. But it's very fresh. Yes, that appeals to me. Yeah, and like at all the hotels that you would always have that available. That's their continental breakfast. Is this oh. amazing spread of? All yeah, this fresh in stuff.
1: Europe and other places I've been, everybody eats much more fresh, I yes. think, than Americans. Yep. And yeah, they,
0: they don't. They
1: don't do cereal, or it was very hard. We were in Europe for a month, and it was very hard to find any type of packaged cereal. Yes, that type of thing. Yep. And I really liked how we ate there, and we did retain some of that when we came home. Only being there a month, yeah. So very. uh, That's great that you've brought some of that back. I'm sure people. So do you have Turkish friends here that say that this tastes like home? Uh, uh, They give me a compliment that it tastes like home, but I know (laughs) you don't know whether to believe. Well, it's one of those.
0: I know they're being polite, but Uh, I know it's not as good just because I've also tasted it. Turkish
1: friends come in and cook for you
0: yes yeah so Jody Pribble who used to yes. live here uh-huh. she would invite me over often when they she got together with her Turkish friends and yeah we they'd, we'd make things and it was I was like oh this is the true the huh. true taste of it and then before we got married he had a Turkish roommate for many years probably three Three or four years or more. Uh-huh. So whenever, when, yeah. while we were dating, he was still his roommate. And so we would do Turkish things all the time. Uh-huh.
1: Is yeah. food um, kind of a big deal there? Like, do they are meals? Yes. Um, very social. Yes,
0: meals would usually be two to three hours at a minimum, and like and a they don't lot rush around
1: trying to get no. you in and out. Yeah,
0: that's one of the rudest things you can do. Is if you rush, rush. Yeah, that took a lot of especially even at we eating, are rushers. That's are. Yeah, even at restaurants, they don't want you to. They're like, they we'll want to bring turn it, the. T- we'll bring it to you eventually. Yeah. you just eat more bread. But in America, they
1: want to turn the table. Hmm. Yeah, it's a much slower pace of yes. life. it's so nice. Yeah, I found that out when we were in Europe as well. Huh. So. What was the hardest thing about living abroad? And w- were you dating Ben, your husband? Ben? Um, for the last
0: nine months I was there, we were. But for the first year How and did a you half, meet him when
1: you are in Turkey? Um,
0: I, go- I was able to come home every summer. Since I was okay. a teacher, I didn't work during yeah. the summer. And they said, you are free to stay. Okay. You are free to go. Mm-hmm. So every summer I came home. Um, and... My best friend, Sarah, the one who led, yeah. who helped me find Jesus, she worked at Cornerstone and so did my husband. Uh-huh. Um, and she's like, have you, seen, have you met Ben Bradley? And I was like, I know him. No big deal. Like, <laughs> I'm a missionary for Jesus. I don't have time for boys. Like, you know, all uh-huh. high and mighty. Right. And then one time after church, she was talking to Ben and she was my ride. And she just kept talking to Ben, just kept talking to Ben. So you started talking to until, Ben. Until awkwardly, I was the only one left in the foyer and I couldn't, get away from it, so I went over and started talking to Ben, and hmm. yeah, and he got on my email update list, and we started, you know, just the normal correspondence of I'd yeah. send out an update, he'd respond, and yeah. eventually we were emailing every day, and then we started Skyping, and he said, I think I want to date you, I was like, hey. Hmm. Did
1: you date, I mean, did you kind of date long
0: distance? Yeah, we dated long distance the first Five months, like, we started dating when I was in Turkey, and then okay. dated that first four or five months, and then I came back for Christmas for two weeks. Okay. So we got to kind of see each other face-to-face, and I met his family, he met mine. Yeah. And then I had decided by that time to come home, because I was like, I think this is going somewhere. Oh, okay. Serious. So that was
1: the decision that helped you um, decide to stop teaching there and come Yeah. Home. Okay. Yeah. I wonder what that was. It was
0: one of those, uh, I was like, okay, guy. like, I don't want to put, it's not, you know, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket, right. but... I really think this is going somewhere, and yeah. then, so yeah, so then my last semester there, he's like, uh, I think this is going towards marriage, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, oh, I that's like that. good to know, so yeah, so I moved back that July. So that was hard, was that hard? It was, in In some ways it was great, because we couldn't rely on anything, like, mundane's the wrong word, but like, let's just go to a movie, or let's just uh-huh. go walk around. You had to talk. We had to talk yeah. for three or four hours, because we, we usually did Skype dates three or four hours, because that's the only time we could talk, because of the mm-hmm. eight hour time difference, so it's like, well. This is the time we mm, have. Let's Eight hours. Utilize. That's a hard thing. It My is. son's in
1: China and they're thirteen. Well, they're just twelve now. With okay. daylight it's just hard like six fifteen in the morning. Like yes. oh, okay, now it's it's six fifteen at night there or reverse. We always have to uh-huh. think about when we call yep. our Skype.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so it's and you can't just oh, let's just snuggle and hold mm-hmm. hands and be together. Yeah. It's like, how's your day going? <laughs>
1: So was that the hardest thing, or was there other really hard no, things? No, probably about- the
0: hardest thing about living in Turkey was there was just a lot of more a lot more mental energy. You know, I couldn't do the things that you take for granted, like oh, I don't I don't have a toothbrush, or I need to go get deodorant, or I need mm-hmm. to just pick up one thing at the store. It's not just oh, I'll hop in my car and run down. I you walk everywhere. So did you even have a car? Nope. Huh. So we took, they call them Dolmishes, which is like a minibus, like kind of like an yep. oversized van. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I either had to walk to the close one, but then you have to mentally like, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? What if I can't, oh, you know, you have there's. To rehearse all that. It's just a lot, especially at the beginning. That was a little the culture shock. Language makes that Yes, because harder. some things you can, you know, you can act out. But yeah. how do you act out chicken? Because, you know, you see all this meat. Right. And you're like, I don't know what that meat is or how to cook it. But. You know, chicken's pretty ob- ob- yeah. obvious, but there are... Yeah, so there was just those moments where it was just
1: tiring. Uh-huh. You're like,
0: I just, I just want to relax and not do anything and
1: so not have to mentally think. Did right? you have the same types of resources? Like, did you have an oven and things yeah. were familiar to you that way? Yeah, it was all gas, which was different for me. Okay. Um, and like, in China, they don't have... Um, they have stovetops, but no ovens. Yes. And so so no. that was an adjustment. Yes. this was, They had... Turkey had, has a lot of westernization
0: that has happened to it, where it's got, you had your own fridge, you had the oven and the stove, you had so bigger, bigger apartments, too, okay. Okay. and um, you had your own washer, usually not a dryer, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, those little things. I've learned dryers are kind of an American thing. They are, mm-hmm. yes. And we actually had one, and when we moved, we had one in our second apartment, but
1: we didn't use it very often, because mm-hmm. it's, one, it's expensive, and two, mm-hmm. you're just not used to it, yeah. so it's like, okay. yeah. So the hardest thing was probably the mental prep yeah. it took to do any, any task.
0: Yeah. And, and then, I mean, missing things here. You know, it's like mm-hmm. my, one of my, my other, we kind of had a group of three of us that were best friends. And one of my friends got married. And mm. it was in October.
1: And, and you couldn't go. No.
0: And my, my supervisor said I could go if I wanted to. But that's an $1,800
1: ticket. And what kind of flight
0: is that? like? T- it's... 10? Well, it's a n nine hour at the longest leg usually. Okay. But it's usually a good twenty four hours of, Right. with layovers because yep. yep. there's always inevitably an eight hour layover in Germany. Which is great if you want to go see Germany, but when right. you're trying to get somewhere and it's frustrating. So and they're like, well, You can take a long weekend. I'm like, I couldn't recover from a long weekend. So I my but one of my friends Skyped me in. So I, oh, I you wore were there. a similar dress yeah. and held some flowers and watched it on Skype. But Oh, that was sweet. That yeah, was hard. That yeah. is hard you know, when you life miss goes on major
1: life events mm-hmm. like yeah. that. Yeah, those are some of the sacrifices you make. Yeah, you know, for going overseas. So speaking of going overseas, how were your parents with that? Did they give your their blessing? Were they um, discouraging? How did they react? Yeah,
0: my mom was very encouraging. My mom was just like, you know, God gave me to you, so I'm going to give you back to God. Huh. And if this is where you feel called, then go. Um, my dad was a little less encouraging. Um, he he kind of. He's kind of a little passive in some of the ways he uh-huh. shows his not encouragement. So he was like, yeah. yeah, I mean, if that's what you want to do, hmm. I suppose you can. I think I can't he did that because he was worried you. about you. Yes, yeah, definitely. That's how, that's how yeah. we act sometimes. So, but, but I know he was just a little scared. But he said, you know, if that's what you want to do, I'll support you in it. But uh-huh. I could tell he yeah. was a little nervous about me going over there by myself. Right.
1: Well, now that you're a mother, can you understand that sort of thing, the reservation? Of course. But will you still encourage your kids to go and do these types of
0: things? Yes. I am not the same person that I was before I lived
1: overseas, and I'm glad of that, you know? And you couldn't have really done it at any other point in your life. No.
0: Yeah. It was, I mean, I had no ties besides my friends and family here. You know, there was nothing impeding me, and I grew so much. I say I grew more in those two and a half years than probably the 19 before, just because... Was it, I was, it you was, were on your own. Yeah, it was me and God. And right. there were other people around, but no one that I knew intimately, you know? Uh-huh. And
1: so. So did you ever have a point where you, you thought, oh, before you went, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this? Were you always pretty excited about the jumping morning, in? The
0: morning I left, I, I was so excited all up until then. All my friends came over the night before. We had a party. Mm-hmm. And I woke up the next morning to get on the plane. And I went to my mom's bathroom and started crying and sobbing. And I was like, what am I doing like I'm was leaving real. all this, you yeah. know, like it was everyone I loved and cared for all under one roof. They would all said goodbye to me and like told, done these sweet things of we love you. We were going to miss you. And I was like, why am I leaving this? This uh, is such an amazing, like God is busting me with so many godly people that are encouraging me. Why am I going somewhere where I know nobody? I don't speak But you felt language. like that was what God
1: wanted for you. Yeah. So it was a step of obedience. Yeah, it was.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that, that up until that point, I had no reservations. But that morning I was like. I don't think I want to do this.
1: So how would you encourage gals that are in your, you know, that spot and kind of need to take a step of faith, but maybe you're scared?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would definitely, first of all, encourage you if you have someone who is a godly friend or like my mother, she said, Sarah, you trusted God in this Uh and he opened doors. He's going to be there with you. There was no accident. You clicked on that link. Yes. Which, and of course, you know, as a mom, you could have been like, oh, it's okay, honey. You don't have to go. Right. You know, there's that. Right. There's that selfishness a little bit. Yeah. It's like, I want you here. Right. So, um, yeah, especially having people that you couldn't be like, hey, I'm petrified now. Is this the right decision? Who you know will encourage you to follow God and not.
1: Mm. respond
0: with their own desires That was, or,
1: or not go with your own selfish desires mm-hmm. or their
0: selfish desires yep. yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's wise yeah and also just I mean I remember just thinking through like how God had brought me there in each step and that just reaffirmed like mm-hmm. why did I click on that link
1: mm-hmm. why
0: did they find me in, you know it was mm-hmm. just one thing after another how can I deny that
1: now Right, because I'm scared exactly right yeah, you have to trust Yeah, that God knows what he's doing. Yep. So you talked about, you know, that being a really close time with God. What did he teach you about himself when you were there? Uh, so much. Um, the ways that God works in a
0: dark time, because we are a Christian culture mm-hmm. predominantly. Like, mm-hmm. the basis from which we view things is from, originally from, you know, you see those right. fingerprints. Right. Um, and theirs is Muslim. And so huh. everything is different. And there is not an oppression, but a darkness compared to what we have here, you know? Did the other gals you were with, did they think that same thing? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they warned me about it, actually. They they were like, there can, you can feel a spiritual oppression unlike something you would have felt in America. Hmm. Because it's so encouraged, and you don't see churches. You see mosques Hmm. everywhere. And so, it was just a very, like, eye-opening of god's power and mm-hmm. being able to tangibly have a little bit of that hmm. um seeing that's the spiritual darkness versus the spiritual light mm-hmm. so yeah it was hmm. it was eye-opening for sure and i mean and god provided in so many there's just ways you can see god move when you have no one else there and you're mm-hmm.
1: like okay. when you're watching him mm-hmm.
0: yeah and lots of time, you know things break and things happen and Someone's magically there to fix it all of a sudden. A man who doesn't speak a word of English, but is like, Hmm. I think you need this. And I'm like, "Wow, how did you know that? Right. Please come in to my house. Right. Please protect me. You know, like this strange man who I can't understand just showed up at my door to fix my leaking sink. Right. Okay.
1: It's always amazing (laughs) to me, too, when I go out of our country, that God is the same God there Mm -hmm. as he is here, Yeah. you know, and he'll meet you there. He doesn't have to take an airplane. You know, he's there. Yeah. So that is always comforting to yeah. me. Yeah. Huh. So, what did God teach you about yourself? Oh, how self reliant I am. It uh, was
0: it was hard to, and humbling to not be able to do things on my own. Uh huh. Um, and I'm a quick language learner, uh, which is a blessing. But I still had so much trouble communicating. Mm-hmm. You know, because. Everyone's like, wow, you're so good at learning Turkish. I'm like, but I still can't communicate. I remember yeah. my, th-
1: my son who lives in China thinking he was doing very well on mm-hmm. on Chinese. Talked to a guy in the subway and was feeling really good that he was discussing. Yeah. And um, asked this guy, like, how's my Chinese? And the guy said, you need to work a little bit longer. <laughs> so he had thought he was speaking really well. But yes. But Chinese. National said actually no no you know you
0: sound like a three year old okay
1: yeah, yeah so that huh. was,
0: god humbled me in a lot of ways and just really made me realize how much of an impact i can have with children like huh. it was amazing just how we had a lot of non believing children in my grades and they would some of the missionaries who had children in kindergarten they would tell the gospel which i couldn't i legally could not share right, the gospel with right. uh-huh. children So I couldn't say anything, but the kids could tell each other and it was phenomenal to see God be like, I actually don't need you, Sarah. Like, Mm -hmm. I got this five-year-old right here who knows Jesus. And so it was just that, like, thank you for letting me be a part of this, God, and just like a a cog
1: in the whole system. Um, Right. So how can we here love our international friends um, better? You know, you learned to love the Turks because you were in their culture, you know, and they were fully themselves you know yes. how can we when they're a little bit displaced how can mm-hmm. we make them feel welcome and like they belong to you know our country how can we do that
0: yeah i mean probably the easiest way and almost every culture i know is inviting them to your house mm-hmm. that is always the a big gesture of welcome to want them in your home mm-hmm. even if there's not much english you know and Even if it's just for a few minutes, like come have tea or come. Did you
1: get invited to Turkish people's houses all the time? Oh,
0: so that's kind of thing they do there too. Yes, and I think it just makes people when they're not familiar with anything. It's like, look, someone's being kind to me and reaching out and helping me feel welcome and normal. Like, Uh yeah, this is what I would do back where I was from. Right, a
1: home is just a safe place. Yes, yeah,
0: and and sometimes like I think of how often. It was hard for me to cook. So they're learning all sorts of things how to cook. So mm. even if you cook a meal for them, that's something new. Or with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, this is great. Like, I now understand how to cook things. And and American macaroni and cheese. I know. You could cook that for them. I had a, <laughs> I had a, some friends over for um, Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. And they were like, can you show us how to make green
1: bean casserole? Oh, funny. they heard about, about it. Really? <laughs> of all your amazing food, You green want green bean, bean casserole. casserole. Oh, or did you, did you show did. them yep did so they like it they
0: loved it they oh it. wow they, 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 that was their favorite dish of all of the homemade,
1: homemade dishes i was like are you kidding me this is this is like and the they, traditional... they eat fabulous food I and know. they want green bean casserole yes huh yeah. so inviting them into our homes and we don't yeah. have to can we just invite them in on a normal like a normal oh, yes. family meal yep they would love that huh
0: yeah, just letting them see what life is like here. Because they're curious, too. Because right. they want to fit in. The same way when you go somewhere, Course. you don't want to be, st- oh, look, the foreigner. Yeah. It's like, how do I fit in? And how do these people yeah. operate? And- how do your boys
1: relate to them?
0: Um, so my oldest thinks he speaks Turkish.
1: <laughs> oh, he does. Does he know any Turkish? He words? does know some. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, we talk in Turkish a lot um, to try to teach them. Yeah. But he uh, he loves it. But he just speaks gibberish most of the time it uh-huh. says
1: that's turkish oh funny and does he do that to your turkish friends? yes yeah and do they just, think it's funny oh, they
0: think it's adorable oh, Kids, kids are highly praised and loved in turkish culture they huh. love children yeah.
1: yeah and kids are naturally um very curious mm-hmm. so they'll ask questions yes that's yes. great so um you know, there's probably some women out there that are going to listen to this in maybe the spot you were in several years ago, yeah. trying to think, like, should I do this? Should I not? Um, what were some of those those three things those gals told you to think through the great yeah. purple? What were those things? I think that would be great to kind of reiterate yeah. that.
0: So the first one is, is it biblical? Is it biblical? So is there anywhere in the Bible that it says you should not do this? Because okay. there, there are some decisions that are clearly the Bible says no, don't do that. Uh-huh. So that's the first, usually the easiest one. Um, the second one is, is it wise? So that's one of those things. Are you super in debt? That uh-huh. might be it. That might be something that stops you. Or lots of times if you have major depression going over to another culture, it's
1: that not can gonna... be hard. Yeah. And
0: it could really flare up. Not that it's impossible, but... Mm-hmm. Is it wise in where you're at now? Uh-huh. Um, at this time in your life? Yes. Okay. Um, and just all sorts of things that can make it unwise for who you are in your stage of life right okay. now. Um, and if it's wa- and if you see nothing impeding, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I do feel like this is a wise choice. And lots of times it is. Like, there, mm-hmm. there are some things that can impede, but lots of times it can be wise. And then, do you have a passion for it? Because mm-hmm. God does give us passions mm-hmm. and desires. Right. And not
1: everyone has the desire to go overseas, huh. but... Some people, Some people really might do. feel like they should have the desire. Yes. Yeah. But they don't.
0: Yeah. But God can use your passion here too. Uh-huh. But right. I knew, like, I loved exploring and I loved traveling. So I knew I had the passion for other cultures and uh-huh. I had the passion for teaching. Huh. So it was a very open, like, right. these are the two things that I love. Why uh-huh. would I not do this? Right. Yeah. And it's always that, like, do you want to? Because lots of times yeah. in there, that's that, like, okay, I have this passion. Do you want to? Well, I do. Like, uh-huh. even though I'm scared, I, I do want to do this. Right. Because some people, it's like, I don't want to. Right. And you're like, well, then why would you? Like,
1: don't do it out of obligation. Do it right. because some people do a lot yeah. of things out of obligation. Yep. Not necessarily because they want to or they have a passion for it. Yeah. So. Would you like to pray for women who are maybe even on in the States trying to make a, a decision or, you yeah. know, taking a step of faith and they feel uncomfortable. Would you like to pray for those women and the women trying to decide what they're going to do next with their life. Yeah. And they're trying to trust God in all of that. Of course. I'd love to. Okay.
0: Heavenly Father, we come before you today and thank you that you are a God who knows us and you are a God who has put distinct desires in our hearts and you are a God who's with us no matter what stage of life we are in. I do pray for all the women who are currently just trying to figure out what to do next in their life, Lord. I pray that just the way you laid stones so clearly before me that you would direct their paths, Lord, um, even if it's in a way that they can't always see, Lord, help them to just follow you boldly. Help them to trust in you, when they're not sure of what's going on and what the next step is, Lord. And I do pray you would open their eyes to just what you do desire for them, where you want them to go and how you want them to do it, Lord. And people that are, especially the girls that are thinking about going overseas, Lord, I do pray that if that's your desire, you would open those doors in the way that only you can and you would prepare them and strengthen them, um, that you would give them a resolve and a desire and a love for another culture. And you would be planting those seeds even now, Lord, even if it's not for anytime soon, even if it's for a couple years from now, you're going to send them, Lord. You can be working in their lives even now, Lord. And we thank you so much for your faithfulness. We thank you that you provide and that you love every person on this earth and you want them to have a real, true relationship with you. We pray that you would be moving even now, Lord, in your name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks so much for this because this is something I don't have knowledge about. Yeah. And you can really kind of fill in the gaps. Thank so you. I think it'll be very helpful to women who are listening. I hope so. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better. So let's walk again sometime, shall we?